Hello and welcome back to the RevOps Show. This week, Doug and Jess are focusing on the challenges of changing your CRM within a sales organization. So essentially change management with a focus round if you're switching your CRM, how you can manage that within your sales organization. There's a lot of great information in today's episode that you are not going to want to miss. So enough of this intro, let's get on with the show. Jess. Doug. What's going on in the world of RevOps today? Not a whole lot. Yeah, so you're uh mind clear, rested, ready. You got a exciting topic to talk about today. We do. So, you know, I always get excited. Because it's kind of it's kind of like a one topic. Usually we try to cover like 18 topics in, in a topic, but uh Yeah, I thought I I thought I'd narrow this down. You know I always get excited when we talk about CRM. So <laughs> Well, let's go. Okay. So I want to talk about the challenge of changing a CRM within a sales organization. So change management with a focus around if we're switching our CRM, how do you manage that with the sales team? So Just the sales my, team? yeah, I want, well, the sales organization, not the sales team, but the sales organization. So what's the difference? <clears throat> so the difference, so I, I make that distinction because when I hear sales team, I think sales reps. And sales organization would include like the the management, uh, but not marketing, not not marketing, not no. operations. So don't so no. so don't pay attention. Okay, okay. Because I, I want to point out that when you change your if you're changing your CRM, you're mm-hmm. impacting more than just your sales organization. Abs- absolutely, right. absolutely. But I want to I want to talk about this for just the just the sales piece of it. A couple of the questions are, are going to start out. Well, but I know. Just, well, and we are going to start a little broad, and then kind of get into the focus around around sales so, or so how think. well yeah so we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens um have you seen most most organizations approach change of a crm like how, how do most badly. people do it badly. Tell, tell me more <laughs> well can, can i take a step back yeah sure of course um what is crm in this, in hey, this so you, you know as i was putting this together i knew i was going to get that question <laughs> Because we talk about, you know, well, what are we talking about when we talk about CRM? Well, you know, one one of the, you know, you you wanted me to give you specifics about how people handle it badly. One one of it is we never actually stop and say what is a CRM, and 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 it's important because you know today I think CRM has become almost a meaningless term because so many different people have ha, are, are are calling their thing crm and 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 i'm not saying that that's necessarily wrong but you know you know in the end a crm is a you know it's a customer relationship management program or a customer relationship management database and so when people go my my team's not using the crm they're putting everything in spreadsheets well the reality is that's a that's that's a wrong statement they are using a crm the crm is a spreadsheet yeah Right now, that's not necessarily a good CRM. Um, everyone's keeping everything in Outlook. Outlook is a CRM. Um, so, so it really comes down to, you know, what are we talking about as a CRM, and and really what what is the job that, that you're looking for the CRM to do? Like, what, so I would say why, you know, the first thing that I think the first mistake happens that why you're changing your CRM, you, you don't, it, it is not clearly defined. Okay. So that that's that's why the way most organizations approach it is bad is they they're not clearly defining 
what the CRM is and what we're supposed to be using it for. Well, so you know, we so far this year we've we've been involved in I think at least twenty implementations. Yeah. Um, and you know, as as you know, but for those listening, maybe you don't know, as part of our process, we do a series of deep dives um, because we want to make sure that we understand what's going on, what's the context, what's the situation for the company, for the reps, how are things working now. Um, and and in the sales process deep dive, when we talk to sales managers, I think I think we're you know let's just put the number at twenty. I think we're over twenty, but let's just put the number at twenty. Twenty out of twenty have said, well, you know, what's important to me is you know this just has to be simple. Yeah. And and you know to me that 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 that's such a symptom statement of 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 underlying problems. But but here's what I'll say. I'll I'll, I'll give my first hot take for today. The, the objective in changing a CRM is never to change a CRM. Okay, that's going to be. So, so what is so the the objective of changing the CRM is never to change the CRM. But why, why are you changing the CRM? It has your there's all the, the only reason to change the CRM is that there are there are outcomes or and or business results that you're not getting. Okay. That you want to that, that 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 you need to get, or you know maybe it's maybe it's competitive position. So you know someone says we don't have access to the data that we need. And, and, and so they define that as that's why they're changing the CRM, but that's yeah. not why they're changing the CRM. What is it that you want to do with that data? Like, so, yeah. so what are you, or, or what I would say even more so is what are you unable to do without the data? With that data? Okay. Or, or what are you unable to do without that data? What are you able to do? And, and really, I would say, what are you unable to do that matters without that data? Right. And, and, and so when you're, you know, you, you said when you change the CRM, there's always a change management. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and you say that you said that in a way, and I think people think this way, that the CRM is the cause and change management is the result. I think change management is the cause and a new CRM or a different approach to CRM is the result and, and result is probably the wrong term. But, you know, changing the CRM, you know, any change to the CRM is a means to an outcome. It's not it's not it's a means to the objective. It's not the objective. You know, so I mean, I've heard lots of really bad, you know, we, so we, we've, we've implemented 20, we've been involved in, because if you consider some people that we consulted, um, that went on their own, can consider some that we consulted that ended up going with another vendor. I mean, we're probably in the 40 range. And, and so some of the, you know, um, we don't have a modern CRM. So yeah. the reason we're changing CRMs is we need a, you know, we need a modern CRM. Okay. What does that mean? Um, our systems don't talk to each other. Oh so yeah. We need, we need a we need a CRM that will talk with the rest of our system. Now, I'm not disagreeing that those statements are not true, but those are not reasons to change CRM. And 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 so what I see happen all the time is you've got a bad CRM implementation, so you get frustrated at your CRM, so you change your CRM, and then you implement and and you show this beautiful new CRM, and everything's going to be easy. Going to solve all and, your problems. And and then you change your CRM and you implement the new CRM pretty much like you implemented the old CRM. Yeah. And then you go, I don't know why the CRM doesn't work. Yeah. Right. So so, you know, why are you changing CRM? What's the business? I mean, so so like the first most important thing is what's what's the intent? Mm-hmm. What's the gap? Gotcha. But um, selling CRM, ask the question. So what? when they give you the answer, um, we need a modern CRM. And if you're buying CRM, when you're, you know, at your first reasons as to why you're thinking about getting a new CRM, ask yourself, 
So what? Yeah. And, 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 and you'll get to what that outcome is. So, so why is it so difficult to, I, I, I'm, I'm going to say, how, why is it so difficult to, to, to implement a new CRM? Like why, why is this so, why is this so hard for people to kind of get the adoption that they need to get, to get the, um, the team on board, to get the buy-in? Why is that so hard? Because it is, especially within the sales organization. You know, it is until it isn't. I mean, why is it hard? Well, because it's hard. You know, by the way, if anyone's out there talking about like it shouldn't be hard, that's probably why you haven't, you haven't been able to achieve it. You know, when, when you, it, it, I, I think, I mean, it's a lot of things. I mean, change management is a piece of it, and we'll talk about that, I'm sure. So when, you know, especially when you're talking about something like sales, sales operates at, you know, a highly optimized sales process, sales organization in, 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 in the complex selling world, right? There, there, there are other places where you're going to be able to get deeper into it. So, so if you think about, if you think of the process to automation, you're going it, to, it's mysteries, heuristics, algorithms, mm-hmm. and automation's algorithms, right? Yeah. Mysteries are, is everything's one off. Every time you're doing, you're doing something different every single time. Yep. And, and, and that exists on a continuum. And then you move into heuristics, generally, but not always true. And, and, and by the way, the moment a human gets involved in using anything, you're at heuristics. Because by the way, if you put a human into a mystery, they're going to use whatever existing models they have in their head. What is a model? It's a heuristic to approach the mystery. Um, and, and one of the challenges that, that exists, one of the problems that exists is if I have two humans involved in something, I've got two different heuristics. Yeah. Right? And, and those heuristics may be similar. They may be highly, highly aligned, but they are not the same. Right. Yeah. And, and so, you know, the moment you bring humans into it, you're bringing variants. Right. And, and, and so, you know, variance is a feature of humans. It's not a bug. And then algorithms is it's the same thing every single time. Right. And, and so one element is, is, you know, a CRM operates on algorithms humans operate, operate on heuristics. And, and, and so you have, a um, you know, there, 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 there's a, what's the, there's a, um, lack, you know, there's a lack of synchronicity between machines and humans. Yeah. Right. So, so, so just right there initially, you know, you've got to account for that. And again, you've got to account for that as it's a part of the process. It's not a problem with the process. And, and by the way, that that's going to make it hard all the time because humans are naturally going to change. And, and by the way, when we change, when we make these changes, they're, they're very small, um, almost invisible um, in the moment. And we're certainly not aware that we're doing it a little bit differently, right? And you've been involved in the conversation where someone says, oh, no, it's really easy. You know, it's, it's you know, we do this and then we hand it over to here. And then yeah. before you know it, we've got 13 different branches to, you know, what the if could be um, that then goes, it's like, oh. And, and so like from step one to step two with a human is really somewhere between five and 327 steps when you begin to bring algorithm in, you know, into it. So, so you have, so, so we start changing without realizing it. We, you know, it's a psychological principle called substitution. We, you know, and, and we all think we're doing what we were doing, but, but by the way, that's one reason why anyone who's done any goal setting, you, you learned a long time ago, you got to write the goal down. Because if you don't write the goal down, you're changing what the goal is on on, on a daily basis, or, or or more so. So, so you have that element of of where it's different. Then I think you have another element that you have a whole legacy approach. So there's a lot of what we do, we do it because that's how we've done it, 
And, you know, automation and technology came into sales before it came into market, right? Marketing, you know, then, you know, ran past sales, but, you know, CRM has been, I mean, heck, I got in sales in the 1980s and I used a CRM, right? So the design and the tech of, of, of those legacy systems built a framework, built a heuristic to how we approach these things. You know, if, if CRM had, were to have just come into existence today, I, I, I don't know that we would, well, I know it would be different than how we're doing it today. And, and it would probably be, you know, in, in, in easier, um, there, you know, it, it, it would probably be easier to adopt. Although I don't think it would be easy to adopt, because again, I, I think that that aspect is 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 inherent. Um, and, and by the way, if CRM ever becomes easy to manage and maintain that adoption, then that's a pretty good sign that we're at algorithmic stage. And if we're at algorithmic stage, computers do that far, far, far better than people do. And and those are the industries that that are drastically decreasing salespeople, right? And yeah. and, and there's probably aspects of what you're doing and selling. That, that are algorithmic. Um, and, and what I would say is, you know, identify the algorithmic pieces of your meta process and get the salespeople out of that. So, you know, the, the, the other element is, you know, you, you can change the marketing system and not impact anybody that's not on the marketing team using the system. You know, my first question to you was, are we limiting this to the sales organization? Well, you're not, you know, we could limit this to, we could limit the conversation to the sales organization, Yeah. but we can't limit the impact of the CRM to the sales organization because the sales organization is going to impact your operations. It is going to impact marketing. Marketing is going to impact. So, you know, so if we adopt this new CRM and we, you know, do all these wonderful things, but marketing doesn't make adjustments along the way, then you've got, then those systems aren't going to be working in alignment together. By the way, I'm not suggesting that you should get, you know, if you get a new marketing system, you shouldn't consider what you're doing in your CRM. I'm just saying you can, whereas with the CRM, you can't really and, and have any meaningful change that led you, you know, to, to, to get the CRM. Because by, because by the way, marketing, actually, I can say this very confidently, marketing feeds into the CRM. If the marketing, if the relevant marketing, marketing data isn't feeding into the CRM, then you don't really have a CRM because you don't really have any, any single place that is the storage of, of, of your customer data, if you will. Yep. So, so you've got, you know, there's, it's kind of like, why is a website hard? A website's hard because it impacts every aspect of the business. You know, the same is true with the CRM and you've got, you know, the nature of, of how sales work, how salespeople came to be the, the legacy of, of tens of failed implementations. And then, you know, the, you know, the other element is, is we look at, we look at the CRM as a CRM initiative and not as a sales initiative. Um, and this maybe gets to what you were um, seeking a little bit more is, you know, we don't, I mean, there's so many CRM implementations that just don't take in consideration the salesperson. Yeah. And, and, and then there's even more that don't take into consideration the customer. What do you mean by that? How, you know, A, it's customer relationship management. So what? Well I got that, but but how does the customer impacted by what CRM I use or, or how I implement the CRM? Well, I, you, again, to me, it's more of a of a how than it is a what. Mm -hmm. um, well, how does the customer buy? How does the customer engage? How does the customer learn? I mean, I, you know, we can I can design. I've I've designed over the years many beautifully robust sales methodologies, 
that would work really, really well if only buyers would behave, if only buyers would do their part. Um, <laughs> you know, so, so we've got, we, we've got a, you know, we, you know we're, we're working with the client right now to get them to get the data to align with the fact that the way, the way a core element of their sales is going to occur is you get to one person at one place, you learn something, then you got to connect to other people at other places. Then, and now I've got to orchestrate those, those elements Yeah. and the system's not designed the way the salesperson is working. So now you're making the salesperson change how they behave. And, and I would say that that originates with the customer, right? It's really aligning to how the customer is aligning that customer vector. And, and, and you know, I guess in a lot of ways, you know, the CRM is where all the vectors finally meet. So we talked about, I, I like what you said about thinking about the customers. Interesting. Cause I, I don't think we think about, like, I don't think that I hear at least from the implementations that we're doing, that people are really thinking about the customer when they think about their CRM system. And I know no they don't. sales and marketing thinks about the customer. I don't want to say no. Yeah. I mean, it's a rarity. We, you know, we're, we're impressed as a matter of fact, you know, there, we give awards to companies that are customer centric, right? Yeah. Well, you only give awards for things that are exceptional. <laughs> right. Like, isn't it messed right. up that we give awards to a company that, you know, we talk about Apple and it's kind of funny because I, I don't think, App, I think Apple's output is, is very customer centric. I don't think their input is as, as customer centric as they get credit for, but, but we talk about Apple in, in, in the realm of, of near worship because yeah. they deliver things that their customers love. Right. So, so I, I, I think. I mean, the, the number one stakeholder that's missing in the vast majority of business growth conversations is the customer or the customer viewpoint. But sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're good. Um, so thinking about the customer, thinking about the sales rep, and then you talked about identifying the, algorith the algorithmic pieces. Is there anything else that we can do to make sure that we're, we're kind of driving that change in adoption when implementing a new CRM? Are those the key pieces that you really need to, to look at? So, so a CRM and, and, and getting adoption is, is part of a process, it's a process management initiative. And so, I mean, again, what kind of what I said in the beginning is the objective of changing your CRM is never about the CRM or should never be about the CRM. So, and, and you, you know, and I think we've said this on other um, podcasts, but it's worth repeating again and again and again. And that is the the prime directive is business process must drive the the technology, not the other way around. If you think about it, you sat down. Th this is the problem of of taking complex systems and bringing them into the two or three dimensional realm where humans can work on them. And that is, we take something that is interwoven in in multiple other complex things. We pull it out. We isolate it. And the moment we isolate it, we've now screwed up. The, the the perspective because in this even to this point and you know we're 27 we're 20 some minutes into this conversation and we're still talking about it as um the algorithmic the this the this about the crm and really the question is what's the process what's the yeah. process that we're enabling and supporting and and so if we're talking about a sales organization we're talking about customer revenue acquisition um and then to some degree expansion and maybe retention and i say maybe retention because retention might be in another Wait, realm outside of the sales organization yeah okay yeah but but so you've got to map that flow and that flow is complicated that flow is messy 
And that's a hard thing to do. And, and it's a, I mean, candidly, it's a frustrating thing to do. We enjoy doing it because we, we, we've done it so many times. We know what we're looking for. Right. Um, you know, and, and, and just seeing the, you know, some of the lights turn on and, and, and whatnot, you know, is, is, it's fun for us, but that's also because we're in the business of doing that. I, I'm, I'm not always sure. I think when we're done, our, our, our clients enjoy it. I'm not sure they enjoy it while we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, really getting things mapped out and because you just want to go, well, well, no, that that's that's it. The, the other yeah. thing that you do, too, is you, you've got to realize, especially especially, you know, in ninety nine percent of situations where, where this work hasn't been done, you're you're only going to get a fraction of it right. So so one of the mistakes happens, too, is if we were to map our process out the way we map it. And if someone were to treat it as though, okay, that's the process. It's been mapped out, boom, locked in. You know, no, we, we know if we're lucky, we've captured a third of, of what's really happening. Yeah. Right? Um, and, and by the way, even if we got it, quote unquote, right, though, I don't know what right is, but even if we did, it's only a matter of a very short period of time before it's not going to be right. Right. Because the situations are constantly changing, the contexts are changing, you know, we're, we're doing things, they're doing things, our competitors are doing things, the economy is doing things, you know, all those things are happening. And, and, and so, you know, this, this is a complex ecosystem. It would be like someone saying, okay, here's my weather report for the year. Yeah. Right? Um, well, and it's to your point, there's a lot of human, what you were saying earlier, there's a lot of humans involved in, in a sales process on, on either side. So, so you've got variants in there so you can flow it out but but a human's going to come in and potentially mess that up what do you mean by that either the 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 customer or the sales rep there, there's always situations no matter how much you map that out where where there's an exception or there's a variable that you haven't that you may not have accounted for in that flow so like you said we can flow it out but i but i think you only account for a piece of it because there yeah. there are always going to be it, and again, I don't think we plan to the exception, but you're but, always going to have. Well, well, what I would say, and, and you know what we do is we do plan for the exception because there's always an exception path. Now, the exception path is manual. Yeah. Right. But but we account for that and we plan for that and we yeah. accept that. And then what's interesting is, you know, the exception happens and then it happens and then it happens and then it happens. And then you begin to go, oh, wait a second. We're seeing a pattern in these exceptions and we go up. Oh, okay, now all of a sudden it, it, it feeds into that. So, you know, that, that's again where I'm saying the human is, the feature, is a feature of the system, not a bug of the system. And, and the other thing that I, that I want to point out is I think that those points of exception are either inflection points, mm -hmm. which, which means they make a difference and we want variance, or they're flaws, in which case we've got a system flaw that needs to be figured out. Now, in my experience, when you have a low value, when you have a low value variant, it is caused by a mistake earlier in the mapping of that underlying process. Our, you know, a human's immediate reaction is to treat the symptom, to treat the issue that we see as the issue that it is, and, and not to trace it back. And, and how do I know that? Because I know that everybody, before they go see their doctor, when they're, when they're hurt, they've taken probably more Advil or Tylenol or whatever symptom masking agent they can take 
and it's only when they, you know, haven't taken it. Remember, we, we call somebody that doesn't take too much Advil before they go to the doctor. We call them a hypochondriac. Yeah. Right. And, and, and so like that, that's what we do is we treat the symptom. We say, okay, like make, make the pain go away. Right. Um, in, in, in a, I mean, you know, the human body is, is a amazing dynamic self-healing system, but computers are not right. So when we treat computers with the, with the equivalent of Advil, we don't, computers don't have the benefit of time where the computer heals itself. Now there's a theory that AI maybe will do that one day. We'll see. We're looking at those those elements, and and we 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 isolate, right? We isolate into, and, and we're not viewing it through the lens of the holistic system to figure out we okay, well, why did that happen? You know, if if that's a variance that we don't want, then you know why, um, and then you know maybe what can we do um, to deal with and manage that. You know, I, I think a great example of, of what a CRM implementation could look like is um, if you've ever flagged a ride on Uber. It's a really easy, intuitive Oh, I see what you're process, saying. Okay. Right? Okay. But, but, but think about all the complexity yeah. that went into making that easy and intuitive, right? They didn't just come up with a, hey, let's get somebody to draw a really nice looking app. And right, there's, there's a whole lot of mapping and 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 you know et cetera et cetera and 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 by the way the the complexity that uber has to manage is a fraction of the complexity of a customer acquisition and expansion process right yeah right now, now the good news is you don't have to map it all out on day one and the other good news is if you were to map it out on day one it wouldn't be any good because it'd be changing so you should always you know you know they say in sales always be closing well i i would say with crm and RevOps, always be mapping i like that always be mapping that's where the hard work is like the hard work is is putting it up front so that the system can work. And, and so why is it hard to get adoption? Well, it's hard to get adoption because every time you make somebody pull out of their routine, then adoption on that becomes hard. A, I stick to the routine. So it's really hard to break somebody's routine. But you know, one of the things that happens, like what a good implementation will do is it will change routine, mm -hmm. but, the, but it will change it and there'll be a consistency yeah. So it becomes a routine, but if you haven't built it so that it, it can become that routine, then it never becomes a routine. And so it doesn't get adopted. And, and it doesn't get adopted because it's easier to do my job not using it than it is to do my job using it. And, and, and so at an well, let me pause there because I might take us off into another <laughs> rabbit hole and I don't mean to do that yet. I want, I want to switch gears a little bit. And I want to talk about who, who's the right person to kind of drive that change for sales. Who's the right kind of stakeholder within your organization to drive that? Because frequently we see these initiatives will be pushed by, by marketing or, or by IT. So, so I want to know who is the right person to kind of drive that change within the sales organization or people. It might not just be one person. To drive what change? To, to get buy-in within the sales organization, to get the- Buy-in of what? Of, of use of the CRM, of changing the process that you're, of, of buy-in of the process that you're implementing with the C, within the CRM. Because we talked about the right way to do the implementation is to kind of map your you business process. You know what's interesting? What? I never hear manufacturers talk about getting buy-in to how they manufacture widgets. Let's get buy into how this machine works. But that's 
I never hear that either, so I can't argue you. So, so I don't understand why. Point. I mean, what what is buy-in? Buy-in is is kind of getting the team, I guess, for bat like version. You know what Apple didn't get buy-in on before they had it. Apple did not get buy-in on their phone. I mean, if you go back to the days when Apple released the iPhone, the the prognosticators, the focus groups, the people who said that's not going to work. By the way, I was one of them. Um, I will admit I was wrong on on the iPhone because I, I and by the way at that time I carried two phones an iPod a little recorder I don't know why I carried the recorder but I felt like I should be able like I've never been someone who actually records my thoughts right but anyways but I had I, and, and I said look you know what when I when I want my like when I'd go for a walk I bring my iPod and I would oftentimes not bring my phone I'm like look when I'm on a walk I don't want my phone when I want to listen to music I want my iPod yeah. Um, I had a BlackBerry and I had a regular cell phone. Look, when I want to send an email, I use my BlackBerry, right? I, I, I've got my individual devices for my individual, and, and that's what I wanted. And I remember, I think, I think the iPhone was out for like a couple of days because I think it came out like late June, early July. And I was at the beach with my in-laws. My father-in-law was, you know, Apple early adopter, everything, and he had the iPhone. And let me tell you what, the, I, I mean, I remember the iPhone one. I have one still. I mean, that thing was slow. It was, but I, he let me look at it and I was like, you know what I did next? But I went to my phone and I found where the local AT&T store was at uh, Rehoboth Beach. And that next morning I had an iPhone. So I didn't buy the iPhone. I didn't buy into the iPhone until basically I had the iPhone. Right. And, and you know what, you know what, Apple didn't do a whole bunch of stuff. On, they didn't do a whole bunch of stuff getting by it. Right. And, and this is where, you know, I agree. If, if you ask people what they want, you know, Henry attributed to Henry Ford is, right? Ask people what I, what they wanted. If I made what people wanted, I would have invented a faster horse. <laughs> yeah. Right? Okay. Steve Jobs says people don't know what they want until they have. It, yeah. Right? And, and so when, you know, if you're talking about change and you're thinking about buy-in when you, you know, when you're soliciting that type of input, you know, people can only conceive of the system that they're in. And, and so when you, when, when you're looking at, like, I don't know that you would get buy-in, but where you want to, where you want to get feedback is you want to understand frustration. You want to understand where is the friction. You want to understand where things get in the way of, and then, you know, I, I don't know that I'm going to win any awards for saying this, that you, you then have to compare that to what are your organizational objectives. I don't think that there's, I don't think that the best sales process for a company that's implementing a change is the sales process that everybody buys into. Somebody's not going to want to do it that way. And you know what? That's okay. Maybe you shouldn't be here. You know, I, I mean, I have some, well, look, we, you know, my, my, my team doesn't want to put their data in that. Well, okay. As an organization, is it important that you have the data? Yeah. If as an organization, it's not important, then okay. But if this is important as an organization, then it's like, look guys, I, you know, we're going to figure out how to get the data in without it being disrupted to you. Like that, that, that's what I'm going to shoot for. But, you know, so, so there's an element that says, I think the number one cause of, of, of failure for initiatives in general, and, and certainly change management initiatives is, is we focus on buying. Now, this also comes where I say, like, I don't, I don't shoot for finish. You know, we call our launches, we call them SLC. They're, they're SLC launches, simple, lovable, complete, right? So it's a simple, you know, we, we, we built it to where it, it, it addresses the core elements. People like it, right? And it gets the job done. It's fully usable. Yeah. Like so, that's one of the places where I think, you know, where a lot of people make mistakes with pilots or tests, is they say, well, we'll start off here, 
without the right functionality and then we'll get adopt and it's like well no hey hold on a second that's not complete and now yeah. you're not going to get adoption if it's not complete so so yeah. you've got to figure out where that is but okay we're going to look at it and, and you know we're going to work this aspect of it it's going to become we're going we're to see what works what doesn't work everyone's going to get used to it um you know when i, when I do programs you, you know you've seen me do the put you know interlock your fingers now change it right now i've done this enough times that, that i it doesn't bother me but when you have people do this they like freak out yeah like a lot of them can't even do it right but you know there's literally no difference between this state and this state except whether the you know right's on top of left or left's on top of right but you've got a way that you've done it and when i have you do something different it's just going to feel really really uncomfortable so that you get a lot of resistance to that and and typically what we'll do and we can't always do this but typically what we'll do is because remember this is not a crm change initiative this is a sales organization change initiative right this is a sales initiative we're gonna we're gonna work on and adopt a piece of the process at a time we're not going to try to change everything in one fell swoop so we're going to kind of map out what that adoption curve should look like so so who should drive it well on one hand it should be the organization senior management whatever your senior leadership team is is you know the only reason to make these changes is because well, I mean, candidly, because you need to. Yeah. Right. If you don't need to change any, like if, if you don't need to change, no, you might say we're fine right now, but if we don't change, you know, in three years, we'll, we'll be at risk. To me, that's, we need to change because if we don't right. change then okay. But if, if the organization isn't, you know, if, if this isn't being done to meet organizational imperatives, status quo resistance will win. And that has nothing to do with the CRM its implementation or anything else, that's just the dynamic. Yeah. Right? So, so their organizational, then then the next person, if we're talking about CRM and we're talking about sales adoption, it, it who's the head of the sales organization? Right. I mean, you, you have kids, right? Yes. And and I know in certain places you're the head of the of what time is it go to bed? What time is it to go to bed? Yeah. Right. And here's what I know. If you are the least bit uncertain in the communication of what time is it to go to bed then you have lost. It's true, especially right. with a five-year-old. You may not be certain, but you better communicate it with certainty. Right. Now, what's yeah. interesting is if you communicate it with it with certainty, when you're not certain, and then you get more information, you can make a change without, without it going to chaos and anarchy. Right. Right? Eight o'clock. Oh, no, the fireworks. Yeah, we do want to go see the fireworks. Okay, everybody, we're gonna nine o'clock. Okay, and but if you yeah. go, well, you know, you're you're lost, right? So I would say right. you know, it's, it's the same. You know, that's just an organizational dynamic. So, like, like, so who should drive it? Who who who's driving? Well, you know, one problem is there's typically a lot of times there's no one driving a yeah. a sales process. So that's where your issue is. But yeah, it, it's got to be. Um, I mean. It's got to be top down, but not top down dictatorial, but, but it has yeah. to be, you know, you know, I think a lot of what leadership is, you know, I want leadership to give me certainty of direction. I can only make, and again, I, I, I worry in saying this, that I'm, I'm going to have a whole bunch of dictators come out of this. People can only make so many choices in so many areas. And so one of the things that, that leadership does. And, and, and what clarity is and what context really is, 
is is taking away a number of the choices so that you're free to make the choices in the areas that actually really matter for you right you know you talk to you talk to any truly creative person and they will tell you that that a strong process is crucial to their creative process yeah the most routine driven people i know are are in 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 disciplines that have no built-in restraint like i don't need my line you know if i you know i've got somebody working on the manufacturing line they don't need to have routines because the machine is the routine it 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 yeah. dictates it right but you talk to somebody you talk to a painter they have their routine and they own it talk to a baseball they're the most you know what's another word for a routine superstition yeah right you you show me a ball player i'll show you someone you show me a top ball player i'll show you somebody who's superstitious and like i mean i used to say look i'm not superstitious at all it's just really important that i wear the same socks if we won the last time i wore them right right now my wife eventually taught me that it's the same socks that matter it's not whether or not they've been washed um that's that's an interesting picture <laughs> in my head now um so hey, i said i'm totally transparent on the show jess yes i and i appreciate that so sometimes we will go in with a crm initiative and kind of say okay we're gonna we're gonna get the rep to use the system by changing a certain behavior we've used it with with quotes do something that makes it makes it lighter for the rep, it makes it easy for them to understand kind of the application of how this is going to make their lives easier. So it kind of taking that and thinking about if we want to focus on a behavior or an activity as kind of an entry point into the CRM, what activity would you start with? Would you focus on with the with the sales team? Like what? So so it's interesting, Jess, that you that you use a whole bunch of terms that I would um, actually. I mean, so you start off and you said with the CRM initiative. And so again, I'm going to reiterate that if you're thinking that I'm starting off with a CRM initiative, then then you're um, you're thinking about it the wrong way. <laughs> you're in a hole. The other thing I would say too, and I know the example that you're talking about with quotes, I don't. I would argue with you that, and I, and I think salespeople would argue mm -hmm. with you that we've made their life easier. We've made the organization's life easier. Okay, that's right? fair. We probably made them more productive. Right. Mm -hmm. But it was easier for them to just go into their spreadsheet and do it however they wanted to do it, even though it took more time, it, it was easier. But what we did here, and this is actually the whole, this is that rabbit hole that I avoided. We always think about like enforcement from a top down enforcement. Right. Remember what yeah. I said? I said, if it's easier to do your job doing it than not doing it. Now, one of the things that this that our client did here that I would probably have done different is they said, you use quotes now. You can't yeah. do Excel. You can't yeah. use Excel anymore. And I think some people were creating them in Word. I would have said, you can use whatever you want to use. The quote has to be in quotes. So if you want to do double work, you can do yeah. double work, right? But but for the next step of the system to work, the quote has to be in the, in the system. Now, you know, we worked with another company that struggled with CRM adoption up to the point of the quote. They yeah. had no problem with CRM adoption with the quote because you actually had to go into the CRM to be able to do the quote. Right. Right. Now, what we did there was we identified, you know, other things that that you know, kind of put in places where okay, we needed to have that in earlier. And 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 so some of it, you know, we 
we think about the promoting factors always, uh, and this is why I've said, you know, behavioral economics, behavioral science is a key discipline of RevOps and strategic RevOps is understanding, you know, what are the inhibitor, what are the inhibiting aspects? You know, it, it's not only how do we make it easier for you to do, to use the system, but also how do we make it harder for you not to, right? And, and so in reality, what we did with quotes was we made it harder to not use the system. Yeah. Right now, organizationally, and for a whole bunch of other reasons, that that data should be in there, and and you know we can, and and not having that data in there was you know was right for all kinds of of problems, but you know that's one of the reasons I you know I love CPQ for that reason, right? It's 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 a very clear place that can um, you know reduce a whole lot of of, of chaos and anarchy. Um, in in terms of picking that spot, you know I I, I think it's 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 really situational. So, so an easy one that I would pick, though, and this, this is why it's, it's an everybody who needs to drive this. We're really good at, you know, telling reps that they must, <clears throat> if it's not in the system, it doesn't exist. If it's not in the system, you don't get paid your commission. Yeah. Um, of course, I don't know anyone that's actually followed through with that. But, but here's one of the things that I do, right, is I do pipeline review. I do, I do sales progress review. And I do the sales progress review from this year. And so I put together what needs to be done and I walk through and I review it before it starts. Yep. Right. And now I come in and I don't ask the question, you know, so what's going on in this account? I, I look in the CRM and I pick up based upon whatever that data is. Mm. I go from there and I go, why has nothing been done in this account? Like, Oh no, no, I've done a lot in this account. And I'm like, okay, I don't see it. Well, you know, here, let me tell you, and, and especially Alana, I'll, I'll do something along the lines of, you know what, let, 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 let's get it updated. I'll, I'll review it. We don't have time for the, you know, I, you know, the ground we want to cover today doesn't enable us right. to do this, right? Did, did you ever have to do like a term paper where you're pretty convinced that your teacher didn't read all the term papers? Yes. It, it made writing the term paper even harder, right? Yeah. Why am I writing it? You're not even going to read the damn thing. Yeah. Well, I, I can tell you, you know, we have to put information in, in the system, right? And the sales manager says, when's the last time you called so-and-so? And I think to myself, it's in the yeah. blank CRM. Yeah. Right? What, what, what do you mean? Well, you've just encouraged me not, like, why am I going to put it in the I CRM? Why am I putting it in there? Yeah. If, if you're going to ask me about it anyways. Yeah. Right? We, you know, one of the things we do is we say, look, you do not move deal cards. You don't move cards. You don't move deals from stage to stage. You mark right. the exit criteria. Yeah. Which, which yep. by the way, you know, I the number of people that I know that that don't move a deal because they forgot to. I mean, I, I remember there, you know, there was there was the, you know, the hour of prep before the pipeline review, which is basically reps going in, going, okay, well, what do I have to remember to move? Yeah. Um, and and I also, you know, when, when when you do it that way, the other thing that happens is, you know, I think reps are more managing their manager with how sure. the deals are distributed in the pipeline, then they're actually managing the deal, right? Whereas, so what we do is, you know, it takes out, it, it takes away opinion. So, so now if a deal's at stage three, then we know everything in stage one and stage two has been completed. So if it hasn't been completed, and, you know, I, I just assume that it has been, right? And, and how I will ask the question and expect the strategy, you know, et cetera. Um, we're about to roll this out with somebody because they're they're going to be implementing some some 
better sales planning. And that data is going to a, automatically feed into what the sales plan is. And what we expect to have completed is going to be highly dependent on, you know, what stage it is in, 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 in the process that is based on the underlying process map, et cetera. And so all of these things work together. And, they, and that's where this genius gets built into the system. And now the rep all of a sudden doesn't have to think as much. That's where it gets easier because in the moment, it's not easier. So from a linear standpoint, it's actually a little bit harder. Right. But the residual effort is lower. And now I'm able to manage more. And it's like any good project management system, et cetera. And, and, yeah. and so that's why it's got to be like to say, what should we do? I think too often we look for that shortcut. There is no shortcut. It's got to be something real and legitimate about what's happening in, you know, in that company's true process of how people. That makes sense. Yeah. I like that. All right. This, I thought this was really, this was really good. I think we covered, you had a, you had a couple of uh, hot takes that I really liked. I think the, the point about, I, I mean, I, we've talked about that people don't think about the sales rep when they implement CRM, but I think the point about people don't think about the customer is a really interesting one. And it's not a conversation I ever hear being had when we talk about um, CRM impl implementation. So that's really interesting. And then- That's because you don't attend the sales deep dives anymore, Jess. That, that, that must be why, that must be why. And then um, I think the dichotomy between the CRM being an algorithm and the fact that you're throwing in people, which is heuristic like that, that's a piece that it, it really highlights why this is so hard for everybody because you've got two. And, and I want to emphasize what, what, what's hard is when you try to operate as though that's not the case, right? And, and yeah. so when you manage for it to be the case, and then you also manage it to the ends of you're not, your goal should not be to have the CRM full. There's an ongoing, like, you know, every 90 days you should see greater adoption because there's, you've built much more robustness into the system that enables that residual impact. Yep. Well, cool. All right. Well, thanks, Jess. Thanks, everybody. And that's a wrap on this episode of The RevOps Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to go subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review and share the episode. If you have any questions that you would like to ask Doug or Jess, email me at hannah at imaginellc.com or hit us up on Twitter at DemandCreator. Until next time, remember, you can't solve your upstream problems downstream.